my gorgeous, gorgeous, gorgeous listeners, it's so good to be back and talking all the smutty, sexy things in the world again. Um, we had a little short break, which turned into a longer short break than expected, but sure, look, that's life, isn't it? But I'm um, very glad to be back. If you would like us to talk, cover any particular topics um, or have particular guests on, just drop me a DM. Um, we're over on every social media platform. Well, I suppose, actually, no, we're not. We're not on TikTok because I, I can't be doing that. Um, on Instagram and Twitter. That's, that's all we are at Glow West Podcast. And let me know if you want to come on or if you want us to cover a particular topic or, you know, whatever, chat about whatever your reaction is to the podcast. So it's very great to have you back. Um, we are delighted to be talking about something that's really, really current today. And that is the issue of audio erotica. So I have an excellent person to discuss this with. I'm joined by Celine Fierro and she is a half Argentinian, half Swedish health geek and entrepreneur living in Stockholm. She's the co-founder and CEO of Oclio, which is a creator first platform for audio erotic creators to publish content and monetize using the power of the voice and they cover so much audio erotica on their platform so you can find the Oclio wherever you get your your apps um in the app store whichever one you happen to be using and so let's dive in so Celine thanks Emil for joining us how are you and where are you joining us from Thank you for having me. I'm joining you from uh, Stockholm, Sweden. Nice. Um, and I'm one hour ahead of you, so it's getting okay. late. We're, 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 I know, the joy of time zones. Everyone on this podcast <laughs> has come from all over the world, and I'm like, don't get up at like 3 a.m. That's not okay. Don't yeah. don't, don't no, have no, to no, do no, that. Yeah, <laughs> that's not bad. Um, come here, this is like an excellent topic to kind of get the podcast back out there again, because it seems like everyone's talking about audio erotica and we were talking about it on Irish TV at like seven in the morning or something not that long ago, which is really revolutionary for Irish TV, I suppose. But let, let's start back to basics. Like, how did you become Miss Audio Erotica Queen? Like, you set up your own <laughs> app, Oclio, which is fantastic. But like, how how, did, how does that become a career choice for somebody? Oh, that's a, that's a really good question. Well, I, I'm very glad that we have good wins. Uh, and because it's a topic that it's, of course, very close to my heart. Uh, but it started... Um, two years ago or two and a half years ago. Um, and I've just been always super interested in health and wellness, both in in mental, in, 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 in physical, in food, and uh, everything that optimizes uh, the health. And sexual health ha- didn't really interest me until l- like later. So um i just started getting more into it and just started to understand more about the um, uh what it does to our health uh, and uh and and it 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 came from just the general interest in in health and then sexual wellness and uh so i've, I've never been like interested in um, watching porn or super kinky it it comes from from a way to uh to bring optimize optimized health basically and um uh, it was during covid so i was actually um experimenting with a lot of uh like toys masturbation audio and just like why aren't we talking more about this why isn't there like a 
like a stronger com female community around sexual wellness and health. So it it came from that, and I, I and I found that audio was super. Um, it it enhances the experience so much, mm. and uh, so, so that's why I was like, I need to do something here because uh, if if I if this makes me feel good and and obviously. Uh, data supports that uh, everybody should be doing this this must be mainstream <laughs> absolutely and it just it's something that gets forgotten about so much doesn't it like porn if you think of it it's immediately like it's a visual medium and then you might kind of branch out and think of like the written word like erotica and stuff like that and, but people forget like the pleasures of listening to either sex noises or someone super hot talking to you and like why do we forget that I don't know. I think um, I think maybe we need this, this instant uh, like gratification, and I think porn does that. Like you just open your eyes and watch something, and you immediately turn on, um, and then uh, and then after a few seconds or minutes, it's kind of like it falls. While when you listen when you listen to something, you build you build it up, and uh, that's why the the the. Um, the sensations and the, it's it's so much stronger just because uh, it's not a rise and fall. It it, it stays there and it, and, and it uh, slowly gets deeper into you. And we actually have a lot of uh, different creators um, in our apps that also does visual porn. And, and they say that when, when, uh, uh, when they get comments from, uh, from, from their fans, when they do visuals, it's kind of very superficial, like, uh, um, like more of the, of, the, of the superficial parts of her body. While when she when she does this order, she gets this like long messages like this made me feel so good, the deeper connection with myself, um, this gave me stronger orgasm, etc. So 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 wow. she even like feels that too when she does audio. Uh, and I guess a lot of creators make much more money on video, but uh, yeah. they kind of do audio too just because they enjoy giving the feeling to other. Okay. Um, people. And the other thing, if you just compare the visual to the audio, like when you do audio, you can do it without even uh, letting know who you are. Yeah. Like when you do visuals, it's hard because, um, because uh, yeah, you're you right have to there. Yeah, you can't be an anymore. Yeah. Yeah. That's well, a lot something. of erotica creators, uh, mm. a lot of people that does erotica, uh, they use pseudonyms and other names. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which also is more of a um, I don't know, a fascinating experience because you don't know who that person is. You can picture that person in your head, which kind of makes it uh, like you just hear a voice and you fall in love with a voice and then you can uh, you can decide if that's um, short, tall, uh, Asian, black or whatever. You can you can just you can just fantasize. And that's really it's really cool. I love I love that there's, there's so much more freedom in that, isn't there? Like if, if you're looking at something and a lot of the bodies in mainstream porn are very similar, you know, they're usually like really, really slim 18 year olds or MILFs who are also like 23 or something like they're not quite MILFs, uh, you know, in the general sense of the word, but like or the men are either like real muscle bound sometimes or they're headless, like they're headless penises just like thrusting away. And it's that sometimes it's just not doing it for everyone. Like that's fine if that's your thing if that's who you're into but like for other people that's not quite there so I suppose yeah the joy of the audio erotica like you're saying there is like you can fill in the, the blanks and make that person yeah. who you are and I always remember there was some um really great ad I forget 
where it was on but it was on tv and it was like um saying about no two people read the same book and it was they're reading out some sentence and it was like the woman in the coat walked down the road and they they said that out like five times and they had five different visualizations of what that would be like one she had a red coat one she had a fur coat and you know she looked like a different woman and all of it and it's like the power of our imagination in the in the like that small little tiny little nugget can produce so many so many options for people and I suppose like would you get a lot of feedback from people who use your your app of like you know there's a bit a lot more freedom maybe to to imagine those things and and find that more satisfying when they have a bit more control over what they're consuming then in that sense yeah for sure I mean we have a lot of different creators publishing a lot of different um, uh, kinds of content I think we have these kinds of more story-driven content uh, uh, or where it's more like a, a story and, this, and, and then there is a sexual part of it. But then we also have uh, more you can you can listen to when someone is masturbating, which, which could be super satisfying if that's what you're looking for. So um, and then the, there is also this sweet, romantic, uh, uh, what we call safe for work uh, role plays where somebody just pretends to be your boyfriend or girlfriend. Uh, and those are super popular too. Um, and uh, you kind of can choose whatever you want to listen to. If you want to go to bed and just don't feel want to feel lonely, you can listen to more of that kind of content. Why, if you want to masturbate, you can just listen to when someone else masturbates. Or if you want to be more home and, and, and in your bath and li- listen to a story for half an hour, you can, uh, that, that, just turns you on a little bit. You can do that. So, so there's it's something for 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 every moment. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think one thing that we also don't uh, that, that audio you, you don't think of it at, at the first at the first uh, uh, sight, but also like if you want to go on a date or if you just want to feel energized it's also nice if you just want to go out on a dinner with your friends it's also nice to listen to something that just keeps you laughing a little bit and because it's it's nice to feel turned on uh, it's absolutely like you, feel yeah. <laughs> you feel sexy you're like it's for sure <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I suppose so, like that's a much better feeling that if you're not finding the kind of visual content that works for yeah. you, if you're left feeling bad about your body or whichever like that, where you're comparing yourself to the bodies you're seeing, that's that's not really going to put you in that great a mood. Like we can't compare no. it to Hollywood A-listers either, you know, all those things. But yeah, if exactly. someone's listening yeah, so to that I'm, story, I'm gonna do yeah. I'm gonna do that more. Like when I'm going to a meeting, I'm gonna masturbate before. So I'm like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's good self care. Like we talk about doing face masks before. For you know important things and it's like why not masturbate at the same time it's like actual healthcare. yeah you 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 you're definitely into something and that's also one of the things that I uh, was thinking about when I started because we put so much um time on our physical uh um appearance like going to the hairdresser fixing fixing your nails doing this hair masks and eye masks and etc but you know you we sometimes uh, talk about the afterglow when someone had really good sex and they have this afterglow because they they shine and they, yeah, they, their they skin is amazing nice. <laughs> yeah so that's why we we should we should be doing this as a health practice um absolutely if you're listening to this that we talked, <laughs> yeah exactly i also want to bring up something that we talked that you mentioned earlier about the rise of erotica and 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 compared to porn uh, what I find a little bit fascinating is that hentai is 
was last year one of the most searched words on on Pornhub, mm. which which is um, uh, you know uh, it's not real people. So yeah, I guess it's a, Japanese drawings and stuff. Enemies, yeah. yeah. So I guess it's also a trend in the actual porn to not have like the the exactly explicit visual experience experience but to have something else to you want to you want to see something explicit you don't want to see an exact people with a person with uh with a specific look you want to yeah like expand the boundaries of what porn can be like that's yeah i just started watching that new documentary on Pornhub on netflix now i'm only about 10 minutes in but um one of the um creators there she i think the question was like what what is porn and she was like stuff that you watch that you expect to get turned on by and and they're like that's very broad and she's like yeah and yeah like it is sexuality is so broad there's people getting off like to the eiffel tower or like they're interested in like trains or whatever it is like there's so much out there but like we don't see like the whole amazing broad spectrum we kind of see a little bit of like formulaic stuff sometimes so do you think people are like looking at audio porn as a way to, to break out of that like small little box and go sexuality is so huge like let's go and explore it yeah definitely and I think that's why we created this user or creator generated platform because um you know it's just it's just not one uh, size fits all or one taste fits all it's not like a um uh, like in the music genre where you know, everybody loves Beyonce or so, you know, everybody, it's, it's a personal experience. So some people are into foods, some people are into something else. And, and, uh, and yeah, so that, 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 that's why we believe in the creator economy and that the creators, um, share their fantasies and, and hopefully gain some fans along the way and, and make some money of it yeah um, why not like it's it's work you know that's it well t- talk yeah, to me about definitely. the creator side of things so how how do you recruit people do they come to you what kind of I, I mean are they going into a booth are they working 20 hours a day like what what's going on <laughs> tell us all the behind no, no, the scenes yeah magic. so it's it's basically yeah it's it's an open platform where anybody can just uh, create an account uh, and uh, become a creator and then upload content and uh, choose if they want to do it for free and just uh, gain an audience um, or they can put some for free and then add uh, subscription tiers where they can monetize through su- subscription. They can only they can also uh, decide if they want to sell tracks individually and uh, they can also receive tips. So there are multiple ways to, to, to monetize. And we are also now in a few weeks launching private message so that the the fans can interact through private message with with their fans because uh, we know that a lot of uh, creators uh, or fans want to have customized the audios so we want to we want to have them able to do that in the platform Mm, Um, so so yeah, we we um, in the beginning we started to recruit people by just reaching out on Twitter, uh, but now we have a few hundred. So and it's it's growing organically. Wow. Okay. Uh, so what what yeah. kind of qualities in in the voice do do you look for? Like what makes a successful audio erotica artist? Is that what they're called? What what, what the, what's yeah. the official job title? Because um, I love the, the fact someone has a business card with auto erotica. Yeah. Oh yeah. Audio erotica. 
audiorotica creator, audiorotica artist, or uh, adult content audio creator. I don't know what to call it. And I think uh, I think now we call them audiorotica creators, but in a few months or years, uh, we want to call them uh, voice like creators that monetize content through their voice. Mm. And it, it, you shouldn't be uh, able to have uh, like be, uh, be good at scripting yeah. or have this um, equipment or be, be good at, um, how do you say, put in, put in sound effects and mastering. Uh, I mean, we have a category of those who are, are really into it and are good at it. Um, but we want basically anyone to be able to monetize on their voice. Okay. So that's why we're also going to launch, for example, voice message so that you can basically take your phone and just um, tell tell your fans what's on your mind and be able to share that. And okay. I think, um, yeah, so when you think of audiotica, you think of a story that is plot driven, but it could be it could be that just dirty talk. Uh, it could be the sounds of someone masturbating or it could be a, a story. Uh, but some creators just talk about their day and and uh, and what's been on their mind and uh, of course with some erotic uh, um uh, like uh, influence in, in in that audio but uh, we also have just ASMR like uh, so so it, it, it's wide uh, okay. but i think um yeah we have the pros and we have the amateurs too and i think uh, what we also learned is that it doesn't have to be well produced to be popular. Uh, I think it has to be authentic. Uh, yes, that's the... I think that's kind of key. Yeah, it doesn't have to have all the bells and whistles, but if you can feel that the person is putting something into it, then yeah, yeah. that feels special. Okay, yeah. so you have a whole range from like short little snippets to long snippets. Um, like what are the qualities of the voice? Like does it have to, like are there like, more demands for certain accents or a, a gravelly voice or a soft voice um not really we have a few tags that are very popular and that is dominant so do the dominant tag it's it's very popular and uh, uh, the thing is as the apps work as, as the platform and app work today uh, users find us through the creator so they basically go to the creator page and 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 find the creator that that they like so uh, the app isn't built for the end user today we will go more towards being a destination as well but right now we are more a platform where creators can publish and monetize their content um but um uh, but yeah, definitely uh, dominant. Uh, dominant is a very popular tag, and uh, in general, like male voices and straight voices are most popular. Okay. And that, uh, I guess, that's because we have a lot of large, like bigger uh, male voice creators. That yeah, yeah um, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, and I think uh, yeah. But there, there, there's a lot a huge category for straight female voices too, for sure. And I have to ask the very obvious question, being Irish. Do you have any Irish artists on there as well? Is oh, there a demand for that? Yeah. Yeah, we have, we have Irish uh, Irish accents. Oh, fantastic. Uh, those are, yeah, those are popular too. I can imagine. Yeah, like we're always on those lists of like top 10 best accents around the world and stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah. It makes sense to translate that then into audio erotica. Like it's not just whispering sweet noddings in a pub. It's like, why not like 
monetize that and turn it sexy. Why do you think, why do you think the, um, uh, why do you think it's popular? I think part of it, if, you, if you're looking at the Americans, I think part of it is like nostalgia, nostalgia for like the home country kind of thing, because so many Americans have Irish roots. But I think it, we have a very like l- lilting, um, melodic kind of accent. Like we kind of go up and down and stuff. Like I personally, like I love one of the Nigerian accents. I'm not sure because that's obviously such a huge country and everyone's so different. But I find like the, I, so I don't know if it's like, a particular part of Nigeria but like I find I really love how melodic it is it's so up and down and just like I could listen to it all day it's it just feels really um like not sing song but like just kind of uh, like it just kind of brings you along kind of thing you know it's really it's a really nice accent so yeah and, and some are probably a bit harsher but I mean in Ireland I know we're so small but we have like, so many different accents so we have like country accents and even that is like stratified there's so many there so yeah there's yeah I suppose there's nothing stranger than people is there like that you know you don't know what people are gonna be into you know for for their voices so yeah whole different world but um I think yeah the Irish tag is popular anywhere like even on visual porn there is an Irish tag and especially actually now that we're coming up to St. Patrick's Day or by the time this is out we'll have just gone past St. Patrick's Day that's a time when the searches for Irish go straight up on Pornhub. Like everyone's looking and like mm. even like Irish mammy has come up. So it, it, mammy means something different in America, but in Ireland it's like mother. So people are looking for Irish mammies on Pornhub on St. Patrick's Day, which is um, interesting. Interesting, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah, can it feel that it's also so small and that it's very exotic for a lot of yeah like and, and you know we, we get away with murder around the world because it's like oh you're Irish oh come party with us and it's fine <laughs> and it's like okay yeah that totally works like yeah that's it but I, I remember when when we were on tv we were on um what were we on we were on virgin media at like eight in the morning or something talking about audio erotica and the host was saying actually she realized she was listening to kind of audio erotica a little bit because she was listening to audiobooks and like kind of liking the voice and stuff and I think is that a common do you think especially you know like audiobooks and then sitting in a car and then the fact that people are so normalized and listening to podcasts and stuff like do you think people have not realized they're actually maybe one of the reasons they're drawn to audiobooks is because they're getting turned on by the voice it's not the content as much it's yeah definitely I, I, I don't I don't believe in the content at all I believe in the voice yeah 100%. If, if you find a voice that you enjoy listening to that voice can say anything and you will like the content oh Uh, like like, pedro pascal i'm like he could read like the phone book to me and i would be like take my money like please i will i will put that on repeat for like 10 hours i'm obsessed with him yeah yeah definitely yeah definitely and um and then you can have a content with from that voice that you enjoy less or more but i uh, i don't think that we're like oh I'm into threesomes let's go let's go and listen to threesome stories because if you don't like the voice if you don't have a connection to the voice it doesn't matter if if the story plot or the um whatever they're reading is is interesting to you it's um I think you're fantasizing about uh who is that person what is what does he or she look like um what are they wearing um 
it's a way of uh, connect. I mean, there's a whole world out there with lonely people. So it's a way of fantasizing. Absolutely. I know, I know when I forget now what episode it is, but way back at the start of the pandemic, um, I spoke to um, April and Jesse. So I'll, oh, I'll try to remember what number that was, but it would have been the very early days of the podcast. But they, they do um, audio erotica. But they were saying during the, the start of the pandemic, they were getting requests um, from their consumers and, and customers um, to do like not COVID themed porn, but like, you know, to like mention it even in, in the audio erotica stories that they would create for them, but not in any kind of like sexualizing the pandemic kind of way, just as in like they go home from a long day wearing masks and, you know, like, so they, they've kind of viewed that as like people were just finding a way to get their anxieties about the pandemic out and it came out through sexuality which sexuality is a way we you know explore our anxieties and stuff anyway so it makes sense that the pandemic kind of became part of that but do you find now that we're a couple of years after or still in the pandemic whichever view we're taking on it that that people are still doing the same like do you think that thing that need to soothe is part of audio erotica now or is it more I don't know something else is it what's going on I don't know I think definitely that uh, COVID uh, affected our way of consuming media or, or inf it influenced the culture in in topics uh, and I think uh, phone sex and all these kinds of stuff became maybe even more popular um, and uh, uh, so yeah, I definitely think that that's uh, something that it's holding, uh, like still still holding, uh, holding. And also, like you could see that a lot of people uh, uh, were fantasizing about uh, you know being home, having meetings, working from home, having meetings, and then have their partner like do uh, like teasing them. That kind of became <laughs> quite popular. Uh, New so yeah, I definitely think I definitely think that it influenced uh, the 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 culture. Yeah, no, I think so. Yeah, uh, do you think you're surprised by? I suppose like it has felt like it's really taken off lately. Like especially this year, I think it's it's definitely taken off. Like do you, do you feel surprised that how eager people are to consume this as opposed to visual porn? Um, uh, I'm not surprised. I think it's, I think, um, people, uh, understand that there are alternatives to porn, uh, and are seeking that because, um, be because uh, alternatives are popping up. Uh, and I also feel that the more we talk about, um, the female, uh, the female pleasure, it also becomes more, uh, more uh, obvious that uh, that we we need to seek other alternatives. So, uh, it makes sense. I don't know if, like, if, yeah. if if it's something this year uh, or uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah, because I mean, like audio erotica, if you know, it's a newer term, like we used to say phone sex and phone sex has been around since the 80s and like made a lot of people very, very rich in the 80s. Like when it originally 
came about it was like somebody like you would ring up the ad and listen to a recording of someone talking about whatever sexual act they were doing and pay a fortune for it and like that made so many people so much money and but even now on late night tv you know there's the girls and I call them like the shaky phone girls so they're lying in the bed and they're shaking the phone and they're like come on ring in ring in and it's like really expensive it's like three euro a minute or something like that um but that's like that's still really popular and you kind of think oh would they not watch porn or something instead but there's some there's obviously something about just the voice that people are interested in rather than the explicitness I suppose of some porn because some porn is like no pun intended very in your face whereas audio erotic it might be a bit gentler perhaps do you think that's an appeal for people yeah yeah definitely I think we should uh extend the word audio erotica to also be phone sex and those kinds of of stuff anything where where people can uh listen to a voice and like get turned off and get off is audio erotica and it's also interesting how how we view erotica as something beautiful while porn something bad Mm -hmm. so um uh, and porn we think porn is visual and erotica is either you read it or listen to it uh, so it's just interesting how we separate the words. I think um, we should call it audio porn or audio erotica or audio sex or uh, to extend the meaning of it, because mm. it's not only, as I said, stories that someone is reading. It's it's much bigger than that. Yeah. Well, one, of, one of the questions I got a lot recently from journalists talking about this was like, do you think um, audio erotica can, is more ethical um, than mainstream porn? And I feel like it's it's such a it's a kind of a simplistic question sometimes but I understand why people ask it but then it, it kind of does it pitches mainstream porn as the bad guy and like there's so much bad with mainstream porn but there's also so much like that's perfectly fine with it it's not it's it's such a huge area that like you know it's like saying all Hollywood is bad you know there's so much to it and it's so nuanced but do you think that there's this real push now for like Oh, we have to find the feminist, the ethical, the fair trade porn and audio erotica is kind of benefiting from that. Or do you think people put you in that box of like, oh, this is more ethical content? Yeah, definitely. And I think um, I think I think in general it is more ethical because or. uh, Yeah, it is because at least or I should say creator-driven content, whether that is audio or visual, it's more ethical because you as a creator choose what you want to publish, what you want to say, and you also get uh, money from it, from the end user. That's why I I talk a lot about OnlyFans and how good they have been for the porn industry because um, you need to create an account as a creator. You You need to identify yourself. You need to uh like pay taxes uh and and you get all the money by yourself and you cut all the middle hands and there is no abuse there's no one else using you to to uh to make money on your on your body and whenever you want to take the content down uh you can decide to do that like there is a lot of porn big porn stars that made uh, porn uh, for just a few months in their career and it's still out there and, and they can never be they can never take it down because someone else owns it mm. so that's why I think uh, uh, OnlyFans has been amazing for the porn industry it 
it democratizes democratizes no democratizes yeah <laughs> democratizes <laughs> it yeah it dem- democratizes it and 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 the creator uh, get the money and that's exactly what we are doing but for the audio erotic industry and i think there definitely are uh, uh there is definitely uh, uh how do you say it? fair trade or unethically produced audio mm. um but uh, you can just choose to not listen to it like i know that the the rape uh, rape plays it's a quite huge uh, category yeah but because... that, that's huge in everything from hollywood to porn to everything yeah. everything yeah and that that also yeah. exists in 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 audio but i think the the, the difference is if you're going to do a rape play in a video you need to actually <laughs> rape someone while if you do a story about a rape fantasy nobody is being raped it it's just a fantasy that someone is telling and yeah you can say that that is maybe not ethically to support that but at least no one in the production lead um yeah i mean have been used or or uh, punished or it's a it's a that's a it's a real you know i need to come back to that on the podcast because it's such a huge area because obviously it's a fancy but it's a way for people to regain control and to heal and to survive but it just doesn't look very pc on the surface and it's kind of a complicated kind of area yeah. but so I wonder then on on, on you know because that's obviously it's such a huge area and again we need to do like a whole episode on that like the healing power for survivors you know that's obviously something we talk about on the podcast as well like you know obviously there's ridiculously high amounts of people who are survivors of sexual violence in, in all its forms and the path to healing is a difficult one for many but lots of people do want to get back to having a sex life and do want to get back to feelings of desire even if it's just with themselves it's not necessarily with another person do you think that there is a potential there and that's maybe perhaps some of the draw to audio erotica as well that it isn't as let's say graphic for want of a better word or do you think it, it there is a, something there for survivors that that feels a little bit more Maybe it's like a gentler way back to sexuality or something like that. I think you uh, definitely uh, friend it uh, good. It's much more gentle. It's much more relaxing. Um, and uh, I think that's um, that's the, the, the main difference. Uh, yeah, it's, it's relaxing. It's, it's inspiring uh, in a different way. Yeah, it's interesting to have, like, I'd love to see some research on that down the line on, you know, but we're obviously not quite there yet, but some research on how survivors consume audio erotica or something like that. That would be fab. Um, Well, they say they said that video porn focuses on physical arousal while while audio porn prioritizes pleasure Mm. and uh, visual porn influences your actions in the bedroom while audio porn encourages you to think about your desires. And video porn aims to excite, excite, and audio porn aims to relax. Okay, so, fascinating. That, that the, the main like differences in the, the the different formats. Yeah. Okay, that's fascinating. Yeah, that's and and I suppose yeah offers those different 
pathways to thinking about different kinds of pleasure like the the thing for me like so i i'm always gone on about this and i've said this in the podcast before i can't get into asmr it just annoys my brain like it just it hurts my brain it just like makes me angry i can't deal with the whispering or else the like the scratchy microphone stuff like it just so because people have different brain frequencies and it just obviously mine is not one that that like works yeah, with yeah. that kind of thing but talk to ASMR me asmr is actually a quite popular yeah tag with us but i i think um it's not the usual like asmr where people listen to when someone is eating or so it's more the whispering or mm. touching or, or more sensual asmr but no i agree i'm not i'm not a fan of uh classic ASMR but I like the 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 central ASMR yeah I suppose on that level like I mean I listen sometimes to like a storytelling podcast when I'm trying to go asleep and it's essentially somebody reading you bedtime stories and sometimes you know you could probably consider that ASMR as well or audio erotica if you're really into them but some of them I think that is also audio erotica you don't think of that as audio erotica but uh definitely uh, as I said uh, a big category is like safe or work role plays where somebody just pretends to be there with you. It's a huge category. Hmm. I think, yeah, absolutely. Like there's some that I've listened back to and I'm like, oh, because I like how they pronounce those words or like how they, you know, you can hear the smile in their voice or something like that, you know, when they're reading and yeah, that kind of makes sense. But yeah, I suppose you wouldn't have counted that as porn. Do you think like, a lot of the reason why why we wouldn't count stuff like that as porn and maybe you know like we were saying the the tv presenter talking about reading the books and or listening to the audiobooks not realizing that could be considered porn as well is that because it's a, it's a female kind of pleasure predominantly or do you think and like the, everything to do with women just gets dismissed so much or do you think we, we're just I don't know what is it are we lazy are we just only all about the visuals or like what's going on that we just all of a sudden are like oh our ears are kind of awesome too in the bedroom yeah um I think I think it's it's two main reasons I think in general the porn industry is very male-centric which um which kind of makes us not leaning to the visual because um um because we know it it's not made for us it's it's made from 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 the male perspective and then i think also women are more in general um imaginary uh creatures where we much more lean into books and storytelling mm. so that's why i think audio erotica is such a huge industry for women in particular uh, but I think there is a, a growing men, uh, male audience too. Like we see a lot of male users as well. So it's great, uh, great to hear. It's great for men to be able to step outside of like what they're told their sex life should be like, you know, and and to be able to explore those different things, which is fun. Yeah, so. and I think that definitely we also wanted to like if we wanna. Uh, if we want to make a, a change or make an alternative, we do, we don't want to do that for women. We want to do that for the industry. So that's why we don't specifically target women or uh, or so. Uh, we're a platform for creators, and we welcome any gender, uh, sexual orientation, or or fantasy. 
I think that's that's the way forward like that inclusivity is great and it's great to you know encourage everyone to go and explore what their sexuality means you know it's it's a fab thing and then so so I suppose oh my gosh yeah we're coming to to the end but like if someone wants to be a creator like how do they start that process you know with yourselves like how do they have to send in like an audition tape or no no they just they just go into our website and then they create an account and then uh, they get a question if they are, are a user or a creator and then they just say that they're a creator and there you go they then they have their um their account and then they, they need to um add a bio and uh, and start uploading content uh, but i think if you also want to if you want to succeed as an audio erotica star or creator you must also be good at market yourself so Basically, publish your content on, on YouTube and on Twitter and on all the platforms where you can gain traffic uh, because we will publish it on our Explore pitch and users will, will find them, but they also need to establish themselves as a, as a creator. And, uh, uh, and yeah, uh, but I think in the best, pl- best platforms out there to publish content, well, I think, as I said, YouTube and Twitter seem to be good. Pornhub is also huge in, in audio. So a lot of creators publish their, their, their work there and then uh, monetize it on other platforms like us. And then we also have TikTok has been rising. Yeah. A, yeah. Erotic, yeah, yeah. It's... A lot of creators publish there. Yeah. I, I wonder if the creators at TikTok ever saw how it was going to be used. Uh, yeah, it's just become this big octopus that's uncontrollable with so many aspects like yeah that's and I suppose that's what you're saying there like there's a lot of hustle when it comes to things like sex work and you know con- erotic adult content and stuff like there's a lot of like self-promo you have to be your own PR your own agent marketing like time management social media skills like it's it's a lot of work for people so it is a lot of work yeah but I think once you establish uh, yourself um I think it, um, yeah. I think it's a, it's a, You need to start somewhere, but once you once you just start gaining a little bit of of audience, uh, it's uh, it's rolling by itself a little bit. Yeah. Especially if you are more of the niche kind of creator, because then you have your small community, mm. um, and and your fans are very dedicated. Yeah, that's it. It's all yeah. The the power of the fans is what what pushes people forward for sure. So, yeah. so speaking of audiences and everything, where can people find your wonderful app? <laughs> so we you find us on oakley.com and then there you can um, uh, sign up. Uh, you can also find us on on the app store in Google Play, where you search for Oakley, and then uh, yeah, you have the app too excellent so and- we are both on the web and on 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 the app but it's easier if you want to become a creator to use the app, the website first the website first because it's, also, it's more adapted if you want to publish content um yeah as you don't publish audio files through your app you usually have them on on your computer so if you're a creator go to the to the website if you're a user go to the app perfect perfect well look at and hopefully you get to stay on the app or on the app store and yeah because they're they're a bit dodgy sometimes with adult content yeah i know we actually have been we have been suspended before um so we hope that uh uh, that we don't uh, 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 those problems it's yeah it's an ever going kind of thing so and you're also on social media as well 
yeah yeah definitely we're on twitter on tiktok on instagram uh yeah everywhere as Ocleo as well and we will tag you in the, the comments for this but um Celine it's been great it's been great to ch- chat to you about this great whole to new chat world to you too. <laughs> yeah so it's... many good questions and yeah I hope that you continue your work in 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 this industry it means a lot and spreading the message and yeah we'll do that too <laughs> helping people get off wherever I can yeah definitely. <laughs> happy days <laughs> the best job ever yeah yeah I'm not complaining (laughs) it's awesome so brilliant well look thank you so much and I'd be lovely to check in again like maybe in a year or something to be like what's happened what's it what's new in the world of audio erotica is it all about whatever I don't know whatever the current trend is going to be in a year like that's going to be fascinating so do come back to us and we'll see how things go from there but in the meantime thank you so much and yeah it's been fun brilliant thank you thanks Emil to all my listeners as well um it's so good to be back and thank you so much for listening again um you can find the podcast wherever you get your podcasts obviously because you are listening to it we're on social media at glow west podcast please reach out and leave a review or follow because that does help get the word out there and thanks Emil we will be back with even more podcasts very very soon ciao